Shalom, my dear brothers and sisters. We are going to continue with our study of the book of 2 Corinthians. And I would like you to open the Word of God, if you are able, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 in this session together. And we are going to read all the 18 verses that are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And so please follow me. I'm beginning with verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, of Messiah, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ's, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ's, even so are we Christ's. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. That I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. For his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such and one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, 
as though we reached not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. And I will stop here in the reading of Second Corinthians chapter 10. Well, beloved brothers and sisters, and my dear friend, we have entered into another section in Second Corinthians. In these last four chapters, chapter 10, 11, 12, and 13, the Apostle Paul speaks really directly to those who have accused him. Earlier, even though things have settled because he heard uh, they changed their minds and their thoughts concerning the Apostle Shaul Paul, and uh, he is now, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, he moved from chapter 8 and chapter 9, where he dealt with the grace-giving and the believers giving to the Lord's work and to the needy in Judea, in Jerusalem, from among the Jewish people, he is now is, uh, presenting the challenge to those that really were in a sense, earlier rebelled against the Lord and against him and were accusing him. So Paul is now challenging them, but he does it very graciously. According to Second Corinthians, this chapter, chapter 10 and verse 7, there we read, Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? He's asking them. Notice a little bit in verse 10, some of them, he said, for his letters say they, this is the Corinthians, those who rebel against him, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech is contemptible, they said, some among the Corinthians about Shaul Paul. Uh, we read in verse 12, for we dare not speak ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. Apparently some commended themselves in the, among the Corinthian believers in the local assembly. In chapter 11, Paul is mentioning, again, he will speak directly to those who opposed him and rebelled against him earlier. He said in chapter 11, verse 4, For if he that cometh 
preacheth another Jesus whom ye have not preached, or if ye received another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with me. So he's speaking specifically to some from among the Corinthians that he needed to just kind of challenge them, but Shaul Paul does so graciously. So Paul boasted always in the person of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah himself. He didn't boast of himself, but he always boasted in the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. Remember at the end of chapter 9 we read, In verse 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Paul was so overwhelmed with the gift that God had given to all humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Paul never boasted of himself, but he always boasted in the person of our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. In fact, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 11, we read, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement, the reconciliation. He is boasting always, beloved brothers and sisters, in the person of the Lord Jesus and not in himself. In Galatians chapter 6, to the Galatians, he said in verse 14, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Paul always boasted in the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah and not in himself. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 3, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, in the Mashiach Yeshua, and have no confidence in the flesh. Paul always, throughout his ministry, he always boasted in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Remember in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, of the gospel of the Messiah. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew first and also unto the Greek. So when Paul is uh, approaching the Corinthians, he is reminding them that he never really boasting of himself, as some assume that he did so, but he always boasted in the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. In fact, the enemies of Paul boasted in themselves. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 12, we do read, beloved brothers and sisters, it says, But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. In other words, they were glorying in themselves, uh, those that were accusing Paul, and Paul wanted to remind the Corinthians that he comes to them not in pride, 
not in self-exaltation, but in humility and in uh, simplicity, beloved brothers and sisters. This is important to understand. I just want to read one or two more verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where in the first letter he wrote to them in the first few verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he did say to them, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ, save Yeshua HaMashiach, and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5. So Paul did not come to the Corinthians in a proud way, but in humility, and so now he is challenging the believers and those that rebel against him earlier of the assembly at Corinth, and he is directing his these last chapters to those who accused him earlier before things have settled. And so now in these last chapters, we will notice that as the Apostle Paul is writing in this letter. But in this 10th chapter, the Corinthians did not quite understand the various aspects and area of ministry. And so the Apostle Paul, in chapter 10, verses 1 to 6, he is really presenting before them how to wage a spiritual warfare, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, the rulers of darkness in the heavenlies. And so Paul is going to share with the Corinthians in chapter 10 of the second letter how to wage spiritual warfare. If we are going to be victoriously uh, living the life of the believer here under the sun in this world, as believers, as part of the ecclesia, the called out one, how do we handle spiritual warfare? Secondly, in verses 7 to 11, Paul will continue to instruct and help the Corinthians to understand as to how to use spiritual authority. You know, God had given authority to special uh, individuals, or certain individuals, various authorities in the local assemblies, in, in homes, in, in various areas of our work, of the work of the Lord. Well, how to use spiritual authority? This is also very important to understand. And finally, in verses 12 to 18, Paul uh, will help the Corinthians to measure, how to measure spiritual ministry. Is your ministry, my ministry, our ministry, is Paul's ministry, or any ministry of every one of us who serve the Lord and every believer, is your service for the Lord, is spiritual? How do we measure spiritual service 
for the Lord. And so in verses 1 to 6, he began to expound as he writes to the Corinthians as to how to wage spiritual warfare. In verses 1 and 2, Paul beseeched the Corinthians and not to listen to what some others says about him. Notice he says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent, I am bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, notice the word some here, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. So you notice how he began. In these first two verses of Second Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is really beseeching the Corinthians not to listen to some. Notice the word some that he's using here in this text here. Because some say certain things about the Apostle Paul. Who does he think he is? He takes authority that is not his. He's proud and arrogant. He's uh, this, that, and the other. Accusing, you know, many times it's so easy to accuse the spiritual leaders in the body of Christ, the body of Messiah. It happened historically among our people of Israel as well. When they accused Moshe and they accused others, Joshua, and they accused the prophets and so on. And the, the nation of Israel accused their leaders. And that is very similar today in the church age. Oftentimes there is accusation against the spiritual leaders as the apostle Paul himself, Shaul Paul, was accused also. So it's not something out of this world to say, well, they accused. Even Paul, even Yeshua the Messiah was accused by the spiritual leaders in the time when he was here on earth. Well, that's the human nature. And that is what the Apostle Shaul Paul wants to develop in the mindset and the hearts of the believers at Corinth. He said to them, I beseech you. And I beseech you on the basis of the meekness and the gentleness of Christ, of the Messiah. You remember when Yeshua was here on earth and how meek and gentle he was here as he served among his people Israel here when he was in his public ministry. You remember the invitation in Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is the rest of salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. This is the rest of the followers of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. He's offering the rest of salvation. Yeshua, salvation, peace with God, but he's offering also the peace of God. Ye shall find rest unto your souls as you learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Matthew eleven twenty-eight and 29, well, Paul, Shaul, saying, I beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who, notice, in present and base among you. In other words, I'm, I'm the lowest from among you. But be now absent, I'm not with you now, but when I'm away from you, I'm bold to tell you certain things. 
But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present. In other words, I don't want to be boldly telling you things when I am with you because there are some among you that are accusing me. Notice verse 2. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some. Notice the word for some. Some what? Which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. So, notice that. You know, you and I might say as we read the writings of Shaul Paul, the epistles, all these 13 epistles, we might say, well, Paul must have been such a godly man. Now, he was not perfect, like all of us are not perfect, but Paul sought to please the Lord, and he is just beseeching the believers at Corinth not to listen to those who accused him that he was walking in the flesh or walking according to the flesh. Now, you see, when we are in Christ, we are no longer in the flesh. We are in Christ, in the Messiah. But even those who are in Christ can, at time when they are not living in a good, healthy relationship with the Lord, they can walk after the flesh. In other words, they are in Christ positionally, but they are walking carnally, and they are walking after the flesh. So, Shaul Paul is emphasizing this here, beloved brothers and sisters. Some which think of us, verse 2 at the end, as if we walked according or after the flesh. And Paul is saying, I beseech you. You know, when Paul beseeched the brethren, he beseeched them. Twice he's using the word, I beseech. In verse 1, now I, Paul, mentioning his name, I, Paul, myself beseech you. Verse 2, but I beseech you that I may not be bold. I don't want to come and be bold to point to you that you have been listening to those that spoke in such a way against us that we are walking according to the flesh and not according to the Holy Spirit of God. He said, when I come, I don't want to speak like this to you because I want you already to understand not to listen to these some, and that also these some will change your mind, and we realize that Paul really, what he said and what he did for the benefit of the Corinthians was not done in the power of the flesh. It's amazing to see how Paul was, in a sense, opening his heart to the Corinthians. And he continued now in verses 3 to 6, not only that he beseeched the Corinthians not to listen to what some says about him, but Paul now answered to those who think of him in such a manner. Now he's giving them an answer from among the Corinthians in verses 3 to 6, and he's speaking directly to them. Notice verse 3, though we walk in this as human, we do not uh, depend on our flesh here. In verse 3 he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we still here on, in this body, we still have this sin nature, but yet we do not walk 
after the flesh. You see the difference? You see? The expression, we do not walk after the flesh, that means that we are not, the flesh is not that which governs our lives. We are seeking to walk in the Spirit, to walk in according with the guidance of the Holy Spirit of God and not allowing the flesh to take control over our life. And when he used the word for flesh, he doesn't mean the skin that is on the bones. What he means here about the old sin nature that we all have, beloved brothers and sisters. The flesh is the sin nature, you know, that we have. And we have this sin nature that still within us. And we are struggling here in this world because of this sin nature. And therefore, Paul is dealing uh, with this by telling those who accuse him that he is not walking after the flesh. So, this is essential for all of us, beloved brothers and sisters, to understand. That's why Paul is writing so strongly to the Corinthians about this. You will notice, by the way, that he continue in verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to uh, revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So what happened here, in the next verses, actually verses 3, 4, 5, and 6, the Apostle Paul presents before us here what kind of, of warfare is going on and how to handle a warfare in the life of the believer. And he's speaking about himself and those that are with him who are constantly under opposition 